we're all just doing our best and ideally you're learning and picking up along the way so that you can get to where you want to go and you don't have to have a dream job fresh out of college you can create that over time and you may not even know it until you're 50 and i think that's okay too welcome to the sky society podcast the place where dream careers come true i'm your host founder and ceo of sky society natalie peters Prepare for smiles, tears, surprises, and epic takeaways. This podcast is for the ambitious woman who wants it all and wants it real. We're diving deep with relatable and dreamy guests who are showing you what actually matters when it comes to starting and accelerating your career so you can make your dream job your real job. Let's make it happen. Welcome back to that another episode of the Sky Society podcast. Today I am chatting with Claire Frisbee. She's well recently promoted to deputy chief of staff to the CMO at Indeed. Welcome, Claire. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thank you. I am really excited to jump into your journey. So we're going to go through Claire's journey as to how she got to where she is now at Indeed and her advice for women in marketing. Before we jump into all of that, can you tell me a little bit about who you are and what you do, Claire? Yeah, Claire Frisbee. I live in Austin, Texas. work out of Indeed, Inc. here in town at the domain office. Love it. I've been at Indeed for four years. Other things about me are I am a mother of two children. I have a five and an almost two-year-old. Crazy. (laughs) And they keep me very busy and very happy and teach me so much about just great work-life balance, really. I think kids are great for that. (laughs) They're very demanding of your time in the best way. They make you get off the computer. You have no choice. They're like, mom. (laughs) Yeah, they beg for time to type themselves. If they ever have to work from home with you, they want to type too. And it's very cute. We have a lot of early 2020 pictures of our son sitting around insisting on doing that when he was younger. It's super fun and cute, but they're a very big part of my life. I am married to an engineer who works here in town. And yeah, that's a bit about me. I love it. And how was it during COVID with two young kids in the house and in the lockdown? I was pregnant the entire start of the pandemic with my daughter, Hallie. Oh my gosh. Yeah, entire nine months was in lockdown. I had her in November of 2020. So it was a bit scary. Yeah. It was overwhelming. I was really thankful that she wasn't my first at that time because I knew what to expect with the doctor's appointments. But there was a bit of like mourning and grief that goes on because you know, that you can't go to all the appointments with your partner and just yeah. stuff like giving birth in a mask, but it, it was fun. And I think we really got closer as a little family unit and it really helps prioritize that. And then they've both been in daycare since the entire time. So besides a five week break at home and it got really tired of listening to Frozen's into the unknown. Did you? <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of the push over the limit of let's just send them back. We'll take the chance. We'll see what happens. And it worked out really great. They both are really well socialized, I think, because of the little daycare group that they're in. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad to hear it all went well. I can only imagine what that must have been like being pregnant through COVID. <laughs> I'm sure there are plenty of people out there who can uh, commiserate. Yes. Okay, let's go through your career journey. And I want to go back to your degree because I think it's so interesting. So you went to school for entrepreneurship. Why did you choose that major? Yeah, I actually started out as a 
think they called me a swimmer or floater. It's like such an unflattering name that they call you when you don't know what you want to do. I really liked learning. I'm very hands-on learner. So I started in teaching when I finally decided. And then I was a camp counselor for the summer right after my freshman year. And I realized I did not want to spend my entire day with kids personally, It, which I guess ironic. I'm a mom, but it's very different, isn't it? Like education, I just could tell it wasn't the thing for me. So I went back to exploring and I'd heard about business and I heard about entrepreneurship and I really like ideas. I think coming up with new things and new ways of doing stuff is just so interesting. And the fact that this program existed, it was a new program. It felt exciting. So I jumped in and I really liked the kind of generalness. I call myself a generalist in a lot of things I do. So I think that was my first indication. That was probably the path I was going to go down. And I was one of two girls in the entire class that I graduated with. Wow. 12 to 14 other people. So it was very small, a lot of like fun, just incubating and coming up with project plans. So that's what really stuck out to me is just that I could go still learn business practices, but that my major would be more focused on how to build an idea and run with it. Which is so applicable to life. I feel like entrepreneurship, for me being my own boss, there's so many things about what that entails that like transfers to so many different parts of my life. And so it's cool to to get a degree in something like that helps you build foundational skills. Yeah, I completely agree that you're braver than me because I've never actually been able to start my own thing, but I really liked the principles that it taught me because it's allowed me to give people other advice too when they start their own thing of, have you thought about your business plan or how you'll make money? And I love going back and getting to help the students that are still in the program go through their ideas and help them poke holes if they want to then go succeed and do it. So it's a cool thing to be a part of. That's awesome. Okay, so you got this degree in entrepreneurship and you graduated and you went on to be an account manager at Spiceworks. So tell me a little bit about why you made that choice to do to work at Spiceworks. Yeah, so after 60 applications to a bunch of different places <laughs> in a very short stint at a t-shirt printing company here in Texas. Okay. I realized that the what's that sales model called where you have to get all your own book and hope for the best and then hope that you have the right amount of number that that was not for me, which was what that t-shirt printing company was. Uh, okay. Okay. It was like, a, it was a sales job. It was. And I did yeah. not realize that. And so two weeks in, I was panicked and realizing that was not the path I could go down. My friend had gotten a job at Spiceworks in ad trafficking and she was like, we're trying to get account managers. What do you think? And we could just apply and get you in there. And I was like, yeah, I mean, it it sounds kind of building your own business, right? You get to have relationship with clients, but you're not the one going and selling it to them, but you're still Mm -hmm. in the room and helping build the relationship. So it sounded really cool. And that's how I started. So I started at 22 years old in the fall of 2012 and went on to do that for quite a few years, but it was really fun. Got to work with my friends really closely. Funnily enough from college, a few of us were there. So it was like a little family. That's so much fun. I didn't get to work with any of my friends from college because I graduated like right before the pandemic when everyone dispersed. But I feel like it's really fun when you're close to the people that you work with because work seems less like work. Yeah. Yeah. We always laugh about it because we were best friends in college, the three of us. And then we went on to do this job. Another one was account manager. The one was an ad trafficker. And we did that like 
really supported each other through our growth. But then we made other friends that we're all still friends with. Like we were just all in Maui together for a wedding. Amazing. Um, one of the friends, <laughs> and there were several people that we worked with together. So it was just a really, it's, yeah, it's a special thing that I don't know that many people get to experience, but if you do, it's super cool and you should cherish it. Yes. Okay. So after Spice Works, you went on to then be an account manager at Facebook. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So what made you make this? So then you did, then you went back to Spiceworks, but tell me a little bit about that transition from going into the same position at a different company and then deciding to go back to Spiceworks. Yeah. So I was at a point at Spiceworks where I was managing really big books of business or CDW and Samsung to name a couple. And I realized that I was at a point where I needed to go do it in something else. I'd been doing it for software for IT pros for a few years. And I wanted to go change my perspective and go learn from a company that was bigger. Spiceworks was still considering itself a startup at the time. And when I looked at Facebook, I had a friend that worked there and he'd always been trying to say, oh, you should come to Facebook. And I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like my dream. I don't think that's realistic. And then I found myself sitting there interviewing when I knew I was just on the, the precipice of needing a change. And I was interviewing and I got on with all the people really well. And then the next thing I knew I had the job and I was starting and it was wild going to Menlo Park and doing your onboarding. I did retail and e-commerce. It was supposed to be fully retail, but as we've seen, nothing in retail is fully retail. So I did a good mix of that. And it was really cool to just see a company that understands how to train people really to succeed with the tools. I think they understand their products really well. And they make sure that everybody in the sales arm is well-educated to do that. But I got really tired of being on the account management side. It just came to a point in a head of, okay, I've tried it somewhere else. And it really is just time for me to make a shift. So then I got into that tension point again. <laughs> it's almost like I get to these points where I feel like it's time to graduate from something. And so I did like change of school, I guess I would say by going to Facebook. But it was like, okay, but I don't actually want to do this job anymore. I need to find something different. So I went back to Spiceworks in a new role they were opening up, which was the thing I always really liked, which was renewal business of clients and getting them on that side, looking at their data, helping them see where they could optimize their programming for. But I didn't have to be in the weeds of it all. So that's what brought me back there. And it was an interesting time to just get work on a BI team. My team moved under the BI group. So I started seeing what analysts did firsthand for the first time in my life. And my boss at the time, Jeff, was like, oh, you really like this here. Let me train you on how to do these things. And all of the other analysts were very much like that with me. Like they liked that I was so eager to understand how to say it right and do it right. So it was a really cool time. I think another kind of one of those unique moments where it's like, oh, I'm now learning what people do and I'm being respected for wanting to learn it, not being like laughed at because I don't fully get it, but just being brought in the fold. So it was a nice time. Yes, I like your journey of of pursuing new perspectives. I think everyone's dream is work for a big company out of college. That's everyone I ask is like, they want to work at a big company. That's the goal. But I think the way that you did it, where you started off at a smaller company, you got a lot of experience that allowed you to be really qualified to get that new perspective, to see what it's like to work at a really big company, because working at a big company like Facebook can also help open the doors for other potential new positions in the future. And then you realize maybe that account management wasn't for you. And so you went back. And I think that's very wise. And I think hopefully people can see that you don't need to start out at the big company and you can make your way there over time. 
Yeah, I completely agree. That's a, a unique, a really good way to look at it. It's flashy, right? Like the idea of being at the big company, really cool. But at the same time, your ability to learn and be closer to the product or closer to leadership can be a really cool thing to learn at a small company from the get-go, which is what I really feel like I got at Spiceworks, getting to go on trips with our sales VP at the time to go visit Samsung in person. That's not something I would have been doing at Facebook right from the start. So it, I completely agree. I think there's a lot of good stuff to get from taking your time and letting yourself slowly grow. Yes. And focusing on learning too, which I think is something that you'd mentioned that you were able to do in that new role. Yeah. But then we took another turn. Talk to me about, so now you're at Indeed, you were you doing marketing operations yeah. and now this new role, which we'll get into in a second, but talk to me about like how you decided that this was the path for you. Like what, yeah, just tell us what is marketing operations and when did you decide that was what you wanted to do? Yeah, I did not know marketing operations was a thing. I think it's probably the best way to start this out with. <laughs> I was in a research role at Spiceworks. I became pregnant with my son, so I knew I needed to stick it out. And it's also good learning again of different skills to put in the tool belt. And so when I was a year past that, I think I started at Indeed right when he was just about past a year. I realized that I needed to find something new but I didn't know. So I would go on LinkedIn and I'd be searching roles all the time, trying to find what are other people doing that have skills like I do. I landed at a local Austin company and was sitting in like one of their main rooms doing an interview with most of their staff. It was a very small company. And this guy comes in the room and he sits down and he was like, I think it's great that this is what you've applied for, but why aren't you into operations? And I was like, great question. What What do you mean by that? <laughs> he started just telling me all these things that he saw in my resume that he felt were applicable because that's what he did. So I ended up obviously not taking that job because it's not the company <laughs> I'm at. But I then went home and I was like, oh, operations. And I started looking and I was driving by Indeed every day over on at the champion's office off of 2222 and 360. So I knew it was the company to look at. And I was very interested in getting there, but I started looking for operations at Indeed. And then I met with, he's now the head of job seeker marketing, Patrick Harrison. We talked about the job and met with my former boss, Sarita, about the job. And I was like, these people are great. These skill sets seem so interesting. So in a nutshell, the job is program management, which is another thing I've later been able to piece together <laughs> to realize it really is what we do. But it's, yeah, ma managing a project from start to finish and taking different aspects of what kind of keeps things flowing with the company's operations to help all of our marketers succeed at their job. So ensuring that their budgets are in line, ensuring that they're measuring their performance and that we're tracking that successfully, getting headcount in line. That's a holistic view of what my team keeps doing every day for our teams to help them keep their projects running and planning their campaigns. So it's really that behind the scenes kind of boat paddler that's on the boat, but you don't necessarily see them all the time, but we're there cheering everybody on from the sidelines. What would you say are the soft skills that allowed you to thrive in this world? So maybe someone describe those skills to someone who's listening and be like, oh, that might be for me or that might not be for me. Yeah, definitely liking to communicate, I think is a big one. And that 
maybe sounds generic. So what I mean by that is you do a lot of email writing to our leadership teams and to your key stakeholders. So being clear with your words, if you like, that's good for you. If you like watching a program run from start to finish and then starting it and repeating it all over again, it's also good for you. We do a lot of changing it throughout time, but it is the same essential project that you're always iterating on, as well as relationship building is a big piece of what we do too. It's working with people and helping to clearly see what their problems are and how we can make sure that it's optimized to make their days easier and better. That's a lot of what I think being a marketing operations manager, I know it can sometimes be confused because people call marketing tech marketing operations. That's not the marketing operations I'm talking about. (laughs) I'm talking about kind of the backend worker that's not going to be doing the email marketing tools and things like that. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. On your LinkedIn profile, you have broken down your role like better than I've ever seen anyone do. It's very cool to read. So I want to go through it again, just really briefly high level, because you do a lot. So one of the things is I'm going to ask you about each one and then just give me a little bit of high level of what that means and how that looks in your role. So the first thing is performance measurement and tracking. Yeah. So I helped stand up OKR tracking for the marketing department in the end of 2018. That's when I started 2018. It was a goal that we had. So what we do is we take an objective and the key result, which is the metric, to track our key L1. So any top tier thing that will help our business help indeed succeed. I help put that all up in a dashboard every month and work with the teams who report on it to get all of their data in. And we track it and throw it up in our all hands every month so that everybody can see it. And it's a lot of governance and accountability and driving success there to ensure that everybody can show off the good stuff they're doing. I feel like a big part of this role is a lot of like organization, but also from a very analytical perspective. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like that is a lot of what you're doing through this. And we'll go through a couple of the others. Collaborative partner. And you also mentioned intranet champion. I've not heard of that before. Yeah. So that's not something I'd heard of either, but <laughs> it's basically like a wiki is an intranet. When I started at Indeed, we created this new one. I think it was called Igloo at the time. We were on this service, but I had to help us go through a migration when we decided to move to what we now call Huddle. And it's basically your internal website where everybody can go to learn about other teams or go and learn about your benefits. You can go see updates from the company. And I manage the entire marketing section of that. Wow. I've heard of Huddle, but I've never used it before. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's even, I think it's called Interact, but we named it Huddle. But oh, I've also heard Huddle? the term Huddle. I don't, yeah, I don't. Okay, know. I've heard of a startup called Huddle, but I don't know if it's the same one. I've uh, recently heard someone say that name as well, and I'm not sure what it is, but we obviously, maybe it's an Austin thing, maybe we're just hearing it around. <laughs> All right, so we have analytics, we have more like, planning and tracking. And then that was the other in process and project planning. And then communications lead for parents and caregivers. Can you tell me about that? Yeah. So we have IRGs at Indeed. And I, the October before I had my daughter, 2020, I joined the leadership team as a communications lead for the IRG. That can look like anything from just keeping people connected on what's going on with 
new benefits or updates or events that are happening that are relevant to our parent and caregiving community. And I actually just recently transitioned into the iRewards role. That's a tongue twister. iRewards role. <laughs> and it is basically helping champion for benefits and the way that we communicate them or changes that might need to be made within Indeed to help our parents and caregivers thrive. That's a really cool thing to be a part of. Yeah, it's really neat. I think another cool thing about Indeed is just the way that we really do love to help people feel like you should belong at the company. And I really do see that every day. And being a part of the IRG communities has been something like I've never seen before. But yeah, it's really cool to see both like the behind the scenes and then how everybody else is doing it in their own IRGs as well. And for those who don't know, IRG is Inclusion Resource Group. And so I've heard of these before. I interviewed someone at Curology and she was and she was part of one, but they're they're correct me if I'm wrong, but they're like supporting like niche groups of employees. Yeah. Yes. It's basically to to help drive forward, I would say like belonging and advocacy for mostly minority groups, but then also niche groups as well. We have one for age, which is age diversity for access, which is if you have a disability. So those are the non-race-based ones, but then we also have you know, everything you could imagine. The list is really great. Vets and Allies is also in there. We have an Asian Network Association, a lot of them. It's yeah. really cool. Everybody's just doing amazing stuff in them as well. One of the benefits of working at a larger company, and so if you are out there applying a job, it's a cool thing to look at is to see if the company that you're working for does offer IRGs. And I think they can be maybe called different things at different companies, but it's, it's a really cool thing. And I feel like it's also fun to be a part of it. It's almost like a club, like a, almost like a school club, but for work. Yeah, I completely agree. Everybody like always wants the shirt. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you've been in this marketing, the marketing operations manager, you started off as just a, an associate, I think, but you've been at four years doing marketing operations for Indeed. Tell me about this new promotion that you recently got to deputy chief of staff to the CMO. Yeah. So I recently applied and will be starting Monday as the deputy chief of staff. So exciting. Very exciting. I did not know what, again, I clearly just don't really know what all the cool roles that exist are until I come upon them. <laughs> it seems to be the theme <laughs> of my life. But chief of staff was one that I started seeing because Indeed is growing a ton. And what our leaders have started to find and hire people that serve as their chiefs of staff. And then when the team's needs get larger, they're hiring deputy chiefs of staff. So I saw this role, I believe even our COO describes it this way, but I've heard it described this way a few times, that it's like getting your MBA, but with real life practice. Oh, And I, I really like that. Liked that. Yeah, yeah, I love that a lot because I, as I mentioned, I'm a learner, but I like to do it hands-on. I'm not, I don't love to always just sit down in a classroom and kind of hear it. I want to apply it. And so I think this role, knowing that was what was out there was really cool to me. And then I realized also a lot of the things my team had been doing then fell into the chief of staff kind of work that could be taken on. So there were certain elements that I was able to have that moment of, oh, I could do this because I have some of these skills. i obviously have so much more to learn. I think that's where the excitement comes in and why I was so excited to do it. Cause I'm really up for this big challenge of kind of learning a whole different side of the business than what I've probably ever seen before. But yeah, it, it's cool if it's if you are the type of person from what I can understand that enjoys like seeing 
how the business is running from behind the scenes and you'd like to support leadership and helping them succeed as well as the happiness of your team. Among many other things, the chief of staff and deputy chief of staff roles are definitely that, doing everything possible to support your org. And so I, I love people and I love the business that I'm in. So I think it's going to be just like <laughs> super wonderful, exciting, nerve wracking in the best way. <laughs> I, can tell, I can tell you're really excited about it. I'm very excited for you. And it sounds like such, honestly, this, I think I'm really glad that you got this promotion for you, but also that we get to talk about it on the podcast, because I feel like it's again, something that people don't even know exists. And instead of, and MBAs are, can still add a lot of value, but this is another alternative role or a new goal that that you could add to your vision board of a type of role where you do get to get that real life M- MBA experience. I love the way you put that. Yeah. It, I was really excited when someone described it to me like that, because I've always in my mind, I loved Gilmore girls growing up and I was like, Ooh, the Ivy schools, but I'm not going to go to Harvard. I just know that's <laughs> not a thing that's in the cards for me. And so it's cool to know that I'll be able to be fully immersed in a role where I'm just going to hopefully constantly learn and grow from it and see all the different new roles that I didn't even hear about before. Yes. And who knows, you'll end up in a, in a couple of years at a new job that you probably didn't even know existed. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Your career journey is incredibly impressive. And I like how we, you ended up in a spot in marketing, but you didn't necessarily start there and you had this path where you followed learning, I think the whole way. And that's gotten you in a really awesome spot in your career. So can you share some advice for someone who's just starting out their career in marketing? Yeah. What advice would you give someone? Yeah. I think letting yourself be comfortable in where you are, is probably like the most important. We see so many people getting great titles and all these cool things every day. And I think it can be easy, especially in a social media world to feel like, oh, I'm not there yet, but that's okay. We're all we're all just doing our best. And ideally you're learning and picking up along the way so that you can get to where you want to go. And you don't have to have a dream job fresh out of college. You can create that over time and you may not even know it until you're 50. And I think that's okay too. Like we're always growing up, which I love, but also leaning into people around you and being clear about the things that you want is super important. When you start to realize things that you would like to do expressing it to people in passing because you never know how that could benefit you. I started expressing to people that I found chief of staff roles interesting and people would tell me when jobs got posted internally and cheer me on about it. And I think that's really cool. And it's important to like, let your community know what you're interested in. Otherwise you're just isolated and there's no reason to be like that because we all just should build each other up so that we can get, get to the happiness that we want. That is beautiful. Thank you so much, Claire. This was so much fun chatting with you and going through your career journey and your advice was incredible. So thank you again for coming on the Sky Society podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Natalie. It's been really fun to talk to you. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. You can also join our private LinkedIn group for women in marketing. It's called Sky Society Women in Marketing, and you are welcome to join us on LinkedIn. And you can also follow us on Instagram and TikTok at skysociety.co for more information on all things marketing and career. And I'll see you in the next episode.